Right. Okay. Let's get into this. Yeah. All right. So how was your first struggle win there, Solo? Yeah, it wasn't really a struggle, struggle. It was just the fact that dead gum teenage kids on the win street don't listen. Huh. Don't listen at all. So just like a normal teenager, regardless of what they do their own thing. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. They know better than you. They've they've been through more things than you have in life, you know. They've experienced so much. I know. In their short little 18 to 17 year pubescent years, they're so they're an expert. You you know nothing about life. You absolutely nothing. So that was my biggest thing from yesterday, which is telling them, like, guys, if you're going to if we're gonna lose a game, we're gonna lose a game doing it my way. Like, I'm not losing the game because you think you know better than I do. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, because we we could have won that game by 20 plus. Seriously. Now, it also didn't help that one kid got extremely lucky. He, like, in the fourth quarter, he got – he went four out of five threes. And they were all seven feet behind the line. Like, that kid was shooting the, his ass off. It wasn't even funny. Like, I'm talking about anything he threw up, it was like, Bucket, 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 bucket. Uh, but like I said, a win is a win. I'm yep. glad to take it. All right. With that, we'll get started. Welcome in to Georgia Bama Coaches. Uh, thank you to our one loyal listener that continues to tune in every single week to us. We appreciate you. Tell your friends about us, please. I'm JT. As always, your host down in the Guinea Grotto with me, Lem and Solo. How we doing, fellas? We're good. Hanging in there. Georgia didn't lose this week, so it's a good week. Yeah. JT Daniels is slower than Peyton Manning, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> He's on one leg. I, uh, well, at the same time, I feel like probably from a true leg strides per sec per minute, they're probably about the same, but since Peyton is a giraffe, he technically covers more distance in the same amount of time. But as far as, like, physical leg speed, they're probably about the same. All right. So we'll start, as always, with the Struggle Club. Who are y'all's submissions for that? Um, can we put entire conferences in this Struggle Club? Oh, yes. Because yes. I... I kind of want to throw in everybody that's not the ACC and the SEC. Um, and I guess everyone expected the SEC to kind of beat themselves up this year. And um, outside of the Alabamas of the world, you know, there, was, there wasn't going to be a clear cut number one. But it looks like it's the same for all of the conference or all of the conferences. But it, it looks even worse on a Pac-12 where there's 
their top team doesn't even look like a top contender. Or if you look to the um, Big 12, the same thing. Their top teams have two losses, pushing three. Um, if you want to look at the Big 10, you have a Ohio State, but they only have played, what, five games so far? Six games. And Played six games. They played. Oh, you're right. Five, five games. Five games. It's five games. One of those um, uh, struggle win against Penn State, who is garbage this year. They they turned it around. Give them credit. They they're on a two game win streak now. But anyways, uh, you know Ohio State, the best team um, in that conference, but their next game is on the verge of being canceled against Michigan. And then and, they wouldn't be eligible for the for the Big Ten championship then. Right. You have and to play at now least six the games. Big, and the Big Ten is looking at a conference championship of Indiana and Northwestern, which would be um, less than ideal, at least in, in terms of like a product standpoint. Uh, but like well, nobody... I, if, if, unless Indiana, even if Indiana wins, that's not going to be enough for them to does have a team make the college football playoff like it's literally ohio state or nobody's going right so i i just you know it's just a rough year um for all teams in general with everything going on but looks even worse for big 10 pac 12 and big 12 i would agree with that uh my submission is kind of is you're gonna you're gonna kind of raise an eyebrow to it when I say it, but hear me out. Pittsburgh Steelers. They a team that didn't have Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, uh, Mark Andrews, who is, let's be honest, their best receiver. It was a one possession game that they played on a Wednesday. Uh, there, yes, they are 10 and 0, but this isn't like the undefeated. This is, they don't look like the Patriots um, when they were undefeated. They don't look like the Colts when they were undefeated. Uh, this is a team that just gets lucky a lot, I believe. I mean, they should have lost to Tennessee on uh, that game with them, but this team is not going to, is the a number one seed that's not the number one team in the conference uh, at this point. Um, I'm not saying they can't figure things out, but that, that was a, uh, that was a struggle win that should not have been a struggle win for them on Wednesday. It's weird for me to say Wednesday, but still, uh, but yeah, that's one submission. Here's the thing with Pittsburgh. I don't think any of us thought they were all that good, but their yeah. schedule is so trash that they could get away with being 11-0 right now. The only game that I could have seen them actually losing legitimately was against the Titans. And they should have lost that game. And Right, they like, should have they lost that game. Tennessee missed a field goal that would have sent it to overtime that they that had no business missing. But right. It is what but it outside is. of that, you know, they're playing – the Jaguars, the Bengals, yeah. Cowboys, yeah. Eagles. And they almost you know. lost to the Cowboys, too. 
That yeah. was a struggle win for them. What you got, Solo? Uh, Duke and Kentucky basketball. <laughs> Ooh. Kentucky losing to a mid-major. Duke almost losing twice to a mid-major. Um, it's going to be a great year competitive-wise for basketball. It's going to be terrible um, for, like, Blue Blood fans, like, like for Duke fans, like myself and, you know, people that are fans of, like, steady teams like Kansas and, you know, all those other ones. Uh, the only clear-cut favorite in college basketball right now, I believe, is Gonzaga. However, Gonzaga plays absolutely nobody. Never. So, they never play anybody, so. Like, they play decent teams in tournaments, but, like, we'll be honest, the Mountain West, uh, as far as basketball goes, is one of the weaker conferences. So, uh, I mean, I think this is a year if we do get to a national like, you know, a March Madness, I think you're going to see a lot more of the mid-major type schools this year rather than, like, you know, your consistent, you know, leaders, which I'm absolutely okay with. I'm okay for a little bit of madness. But, yeah, Kentucky losing to, I think it was Richmond. Yeah, they were lost to Richmond by 12. Now, don't get me wrong, Richmond had one of the better recruiting classes. They got a top 300 player in the country, however – that should not be enough to beat Kentucky. And on that particular night, it was enough to beat Kentucky. So they have got to shaping up and fast. Very true. Very true. So we started something new here. Um, Solo chose not to participate in it, but that's another story for another day. Uh, because Lamar is just stole my opportunity. <laughs> Or stole my option. Okay. No, I, we were literally on the phone, and I said it, and he took it. And I'm like, that, no, that I'm is not. completely false information. That is not false at all. Like, he literally took my option. So, like, I'm like, uh-uh. If that one wins, that's a win for me because I literally said Fresh Prince. And he was like, oh. So, 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 uh, so uh, for those that understand. Today's Sunday. Understand what we're talking okay. about. Uh, we start. We're starting to do. Twitter surveys. Uh, maybe we added our Facebook page as well since we have got more followers on Facebook than we do on Twitter. Uh, and we submit a question. We all have what we believe is the correct answer to the question. And we see it, we leave it to y'all. It's the kind of things that we leave outside of college uh, or sports in general, just to have a little fun, just to, you know, kind of kind of ease things a little bit. Uh, this week's survey was. Which TV show theme song was the biggest banger? Like, just great, you know, it's stuck in your head. Only thing is it couldn't be a pre-established song. Uh, like, you know, we talked, like, the CSI, all the all CSI shows, they used a song by The Who as theirs. That was a song that had been around for decades at that point. Uh, and we are, the two submissions that we had were the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song and Saved by the Bell, the College Years theme song. And after a rousing two votes. It was a tie. It was a tie. So uh, maybe now we'll get people to see it more and we'll post a difference to questions starting tomorrow. Um, and we'll figure out what that is in a minute. Uh, we'll do that later on. We'll move on to breaking down the college football games. Uh, we talked about the only relevant 
college basketball games this week because one versus two got canceled. So we'll just move on from that aspect. Moving on to college football. What was y'all's thoughts about yesterday's games? Mm. Uh, I, I snooze fast. LSU was supposed, what's up? I said snooze fast. <laughs> I thought LSU was supposed to be Bama. That's all I heard. I heard, I thought Orgeron said that they was never losing to Bama again. That's what I heard. I remember preseason Tennessee was trying to put some respect on their name. They're looking at uh, a losing record this this year, but you know, we'll respect their their name. Tennessee can't coach their way out of a wet paper bag. I'm I'm sorry. What's his name could get pissy if he wanted to if he ever listened to the podcast, but like he sucks. As a head coach, like he sucks. Yes, yeah. my 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 summation of what happened yesterday was the games that for the games that mattered, everything went as scripted. I mean, Clemson blowout, Miami blowout, Notre Dame blowout, Alabama blowout, uh, Florida. Well, Florida should have blown out Tennessee. It was a blowout. They scored garbage time points it yeah nah lsu scored garbage points and it was still a blowout nah no no excuse no excuses yeah i want to ask you about that there's the there is the one touchdown in question for lsu that quote-unquote in what's they mad about with that i mean even from a betting standpoint that touchdown didn't matter either way it didn't the, the 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 line was 29 and a half and Alabama won by 38 points 38 points if I believe my math is correct there so whether they had the touchdown or not Alabama still covers the spread and wins that game so I don't know what you're crying I about. think it's I think it's the principle of it like well, the they guy still clearly... got the, if you look closer they still technically got the touchdown because without it, 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 he drops it, yes, before it goes in the end zone. The next person to touch it, he's 100% inbounds, and the ball is in the end zone. So, therefore, it's still a touchdown. It's just statistically who it gets credited to is what the issue is because it still ca- would count as a touchdown rules-wise. So, that doesn't really make a difference. It's just Alabama teams weren't paying attention to the situation. They could have picked the ball up and ran it back the other way, make it even more of a blowout, but who really cares? Yeah, I think it was just like what well, Lamar was saying. I think it's like the principle of the matter. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, I say let them cry about it. They needed something in order to, like, galvanize their little um, whatever this is called. It's a season. They're about to be the third, the third team in AP poll history to have won a national title the year before and have a losing record the next. That's That's trash. So trash. Did Auburn do that? No, nah, Auburn didn't do it. Auburn almost did it. Auburn won one more game than they lost. So they oh, were they... like, yeah, they were 540. They went uh, 540 that year. The last team to go and to win the title and then lose it the next year was Ohio State back in 1947. 
Wow. And yeah, here we are almost That's a pull right there. years later. <laughs> and LSU is about to, you know, make history in a bad way. Yeah. So on that, we'll preview the championship games uh, because let's be honest, next week doesn't really matter at this point. Um, the championships that are going to have national implications are already set. Um, we'll ha- we got Alabama and Florida. Um, and we have Notre Dame and Clemson. Um, yes, Clemson will most likely win that game. We, we, there's, you can, I would probably bet a hundred dollars that Clemson was going to win that game, but I believe we can all agree that if Notre Dame's going to win that game, it's because of their defense and not because of their offense. Of course. Of course. Their, their offense doesn't like to show up until midway through the second quarter. Um, and that's consistent. doesn't matter who they're playing, whether it's, you know, Louisville or, you know, it's Syracuse, whoever it is, it doesn't matter. They're, they consistently don't do anything until, you know, a quarter and a half into the ball game, and they have to have some sort of big play to kind of juice them to move forward. So if that Notre Dame defense, you know, doesn't show up at the beginning of the game – like they can they can get away with that going against Syracuse and against you know and UNC, but you do that against Clemson and you your offense wakes up when they're down twenty eight nothing, not down seven three. So you know that's and and I know so that you say that you would prefer Notre Dame to win this game as much as you don't believe that they will. I disagree with that. Clemson team is not the same Clemson team that you've seen in the past. They no me. I don't think they're as strong as as that as any of these teams are before. I would, you know, I would definitely take I, 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 if I were you because either way, I would probably want to take Clemson. I mean, I wouldn't say don't take Notre Dame, but if Clemson's there, I mean, I think you still blow them out. Oh no, I think I don't know. I don't think it's a blowout. I think we beat Clemson this year by fourteen. Um, I think it's more than that this year. That that I, team is I, not as dangerous as they used to be. I say fourteen, maybe seventeen max. Only be only because only because I'm never going to say that Trevor Lawrence cannot score, and Travis Etienne is also going to be a dangerous weapon. However. I understand right now we're top we're in the top ten for stopping the run. Um it's just my my biggest thing is always is like the fact that they literally don't play anybody. I mean, outside of Notre Dame. Like they have now the ACC is weak trash. Yes. Two man league. So it's like they're always gonna be fresher than our than anybody that comes out of the SEC. Now, the only reason why, like, I would personally like to see Clemson lose is because then after that, you have absolute chaos. Like, you think about this. If they beat them, right, that knocks Clemson out of the playoff race. Yes. Because right? it doesn't that knock Notre Dame out. With, with, no, no, I didn't know. No, year, I'm doesn't knock, it knocks Clemson out. No, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Because if the opposite happens, it probably will help. Notre Dame probably isn't out because of. No, no, they're not. I feel like. Clemson has to win in order to be in. Oh, yeah, Notre absolutely. Dame can lose. They'll be a two loss team. And they they'll be fine. Yeah. Right. But I mean, like, the hit, craziness would be hit. 
if Florida wins and you know Clemson wins, like you're gonna you're talking about. I mean, which I which I think you know is not gonna. No, happen. that's what I mean. In all that's honesty, when craziness would happen. Alabama to lose, but like like if that were to happen, you're talking about Notre Dame one, Bama two, Clemson three, and uh, what's his name four? Who did I just miss? Notre Dame one, Bama two. Clemson three, Florida. No, no, that's right. So, crap. No, I said that bad. So it would be Notre Dame one. Well, no, I'm saying if you, Clemson you win, win. when Clemson wins, if I'm it should be and Florida wins, Clemson one, Florida two, Bama Florida three, two. and Bama Notre three, Dame yeah. four. Notre four. Notre Dame four. And so it would be. Clemson versus Notre Dame again in the first round, and <laughs> so the, no, they wouldn't do that. Then they wouldn't well, do they, that. Yeah, they, they couldn't do that. Make, they would make Florida number one, Clemson, right. and and Florida would play Notre Dame, which I kind of like that matchup. I think that would be a solid game, and then Clemson versus Alabama for two and three, right? But let's Unless, be honest, but that would be they, they couldn't do that because right. you would take. Two thirds of the country out of the situation, right? So I, it's it would be accurate in that situation. You'd be taking the Midwest, the Southwest, and the West all out of it. That's why. Depending on how, depending on how Cincinnati does against Tulsa, I think they have a legitimate shot of making it in. Legitimate, like more than. A second SEC team at this point. I don't think so. With with the way, unless Florida, of course, if unless Florida wins, I think both Florida and Alabama will be in. But if Alabama wins, I don't see. I see Cincinnati potentially going ahead of a a Notre Dame team that's a one loss. I, don't I see so. them potentially. I you can't. You, you can't. can't there's there's no signature. There's win no that, way. There is no signature there's, win on that schedule. There's not. But I don't think they want to repeat. Um, they they have. And but they will if they put Cincinnati in. Cincinnati's yeah, not, not going to put a better fight Notre than Notre Dame is. As much as I hate them, as much as I hate them, you're not leaving out Notre Dame. That beat. They're the only team that beat Clemson. You're not. You're not leaving them out. It's impossible. Can't. If. So what happens if Clemson blows them out in the uh, ACC Cle- listen, Okay, even if Clemson blows them out, the committee's going to go back and look and see the fact that, yes, Clemson, they lost by a large margin. But legit, Clemson was one, one field goal away in Boston College from not being there anymore. Yes, Trevor Lawrence is a major part of that. But you can't just discredit, like, losing one person and then your whole team falls to shit. Like, they're not – you can't punish Notre Dame, as crazy as that sounds. You can't punish Notre Dame. Because we know that we know that Clemson's going to come out ready to to stomp on Notre Dame's throat. It's, right, it's true. It's just they want to – they're there to prove that, so it's going to be – it's going to be a little bit inflated. I mean, that's, that's going to be an inflated score. Okay, question. Yes, Notre Dame beat Clemson, but they won by seven against a team that didn't have their starting QB. That's and their backup what, quarterback two, was the two, number one recruit in the country the other year. Country, but like, yeah, but still, but but we understand that. Four hundred yards, but but still, Trevor Lawrence is a highest man caliber QB, 
and you're down a Heisman caliber Tua QB. was a Heisman caliber QB. He gets hurt. Mac Jones comes in and drops 42. It's no difference. Okay. If you're okay. a quarterback for a top tier team, still, it doesn't okay, matter. you got all you these weapons, you're going to look good. Okay. It doesn't matter. If you're a competent here's, quarterback. Here's the thing. I don't think Notre Dame's win against Clemson is as big of a win as if it was against Trevor Lawrence. No, of so course that's why it I'm not. But it's still not. So that's why it's not like I, they lost to. The, it's not like they beat you know the school of the blind. In, right, in but but here's the thing. I can't put that much weight into that game and then look at a team like Cincinnati. And speaking from, I understand that Notre Dame is better than Cincinnati. Let's let's yes put. Yes. I understand okay. that. All right. If I was on the committee. And I'm looking at putting in Notre Dame and Clemson and having them play again for the third time this season right. for like for bragging rights, whatever you want to call it. Literally just what, two weeks after they just played again. Okay. I would rather put in Cincinnati over Notre Dame. And why Cincinnati get th- get throttled to pieces. And, Rather than and watch that Notre will, Dame have a chance for redemption. Here's the Hell thing. no. That will well, why up. would you that put Cincinnati in over Ohio State? But this will – Ohio State, I don't think it's going to have enough games because I don't see Michigan being able to play next week. But yeah. if they if, – if Ohio State will be able to play next week and then win the Big Ten, I think they should get in over Cincinnati. But I don't think they're going to play next week, me personally. And I don't know if the big um, – Tennis going to change or, yeah, change their rules about having six games to be in the conference championship. I think one of the ADs uh, discussed it, but depending on how that goes, that'll determine it. But if if Cincinnati makes it, this will forever shut up any sort of nonsense that says a non-power five team should be in the playoffs. Okay, okay. I will give you that because. That's that has always been my philosophy with this. Like, let's make a sixteen. Here's how I think the playoffs should look like. This is my terminate bracket. bracket. And that reasoning right there is exactly why I have it this way. We have a sixteen team tournament. I know that seems like a lot, but we got a sixty eight team NCAA basketball tournament. We can have a sixteen team football tournament. Anyways, all the conference champions get it. Power five, group of five, all get in, automatic bids. The top three group of five teams are those last three seats to host. You've got your the power five champions host and the top three group of five champions host. And then the the, the next the the next two, and then everybody else, there's the other two group of five teams, they're part of the at-large bids with six other at-large teams, no conference affiliation. And so that means somebody like BYU hosts Georgia, who lost the SEC championship, and they get waxed at home. And eventually those guys are going to realize, let's just go start our own separate subdivision. We play over here, Power 5 plays over here. I still think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, going back to the original thing, that uh, 
anybody that's on that committee, as much as we want to talk about it, nobody on that committee in their right mind is going to put Cincinnati in. There's just no way. I don't care if Notre Dame gets beat by 140 points. Cincinnati has no chance of making the college playoff because you struggle to beat Army. 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 Of all, like, come on now. Like, there's, there, and I hate to say it, but let's be honest. There are some Division II teams that could wax the floor with freaking Army in the way that they play football. So, so I just, I can't, I can't in right conscience. There's no scenario where you can put Cincinnati in. There's just, there's none. There's no less, Cincinnati. Let's nitpick, let's nitpick the other teams then. Notre Dame struggled okay. to beat Louisville. Notre Dame hey. struggled to beat Duke. Power five, power five. Well, they're still power okay. five teams, though. Power five teams. Right. I don't they're care. They're still power, power five, five but I'm, I'm just saying, Louisville is kind of trash in terms of but power they're five. They're in the ACC. They recruit ACC Lu- players. Lu- Louisville put, put, barely put, put beat Western Kentucky. Put, put Louisville, Louisville What's going barely on? beat Western Kentucky. Okay, I'm just saying. But if if right. they're playing it, if, they're, if they about, are playing, if they're playing the Mountain West schedule, what's going to happen? When they had Trevor, right? So, so every you know, every team Alabama, has, who got I, I'm just was in a I'm just saying with Ole Miss, who 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 can't find the broadside of a barn at this point. Amen. Right, I'll give him that. Right. So every team has these one one or two games where they just don't look like they deserve to be in because in conference teams in a power five conference you're talking about a struggle win so this is army this is not the army anymore like yeah there's no justifying a struggle win against army it means you're not good I mean, that's what it means i yeah, i just, just like please my, justify justify army like that's all i'm asking for like justify i'm not army. trying to like, justify i'm just saying if i was in that situation I like I said, I don't think Clemson or Notre Dame or anybody and put struggle Texas against since put Texas I would put, if you're gonna put somebody I, else in, put Texas A in because Cincinnati is not the answer. They're not. I think of all years to put them in, this is the year and shut people up because I, I understand that they're gonna lose. Like we it's clear that they would lose to whoever they play. But and you know, in a petty, in a petty mindset, yes, I like I can see that. Like all I'm saying though is like realistically, if you look at all their resumes objectively, like I would put the team in that beat the number one team in the nation minus their quarterback, because like I said, I you're still gonna hold everybody else to the same standard whether they lose a quarterback or not. That's what I'm saying. I don't I, I understand your, your quarterback makes a hell of a lot of a difference. But like I said, Mac Jones goes out right now. Bryce Young's good enough to lead us to a national title. So I'm not going to sit there and not hold what's his name to the same standard. Like Mac Jones also, is going to wind up going in the league. Like it, Also, um, I, I want to point out that the struggle win, they won by 14 um, against, the, at the time, a ranked Army team. So Lemoore's. if, if hey, you're ranked on the team, t- where they, at what the they time, now? at the time, at the time, LSU was ranked. LSU was ranked at the beginning right. of the season. What now? Right. At the t- come on now. At the well, they're seven and two right now. Oh, name name me army schedule, Lamores. Name me army schedule. Uh, since they're seven and two, middle, name me army schedule. Name me anybody's schedule. Okay, that's not. That's not. That's not. Give LSU. That's not how schedule. What LSU's nine and zero. Solo. 
that's non if you're not power five, you can't play these teams right now. But that's that that's it's, a little more. That's okay, my here, point. Like Army here's, here's Army Army is playing against blew out, they blew the out our talent and they're struggling. They, they blew out Louisiana Monroe, lost by 14 to Cincinnati, blew out Abilene Christian, beat the Citadel by five points. 14 to 9 against the Citadel. Citadel. <laughs> a team that is not in the FBS. Then they beat San Anto- UT San Antonio by 12 points. Oh, not even Austin, not even El Paso. Gotcha. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm listening. Then they mm-hmm. blew out Mercer. Mm-hmm. Mercer. They lost to Tulane. They, they lost 38 to 12 against Tulane and beat Southern by one. HBU Southern. No, Georgia Southern. No, Georgia oh. Southern. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, there's just like if you, it's like I understand we're playing in conference games and you can only play who you play. There's no way in any way, shape, or form that if Cincinnati played. A pack, even if they play a pack twelve opponent, they're not good enough to beat Cal. I'm sorry, like I don't even, I don't even think that they're good enough to beat Cal this year. Like not, and not even like you know, they're probably not even good enough to beat USC or Washington, Washington State. Like it's just, dude, Cincinnati is having a one and they're having a Boise State year from 2005. Like it's, it's something that's going to be fleeting. They'll show up. Or like Western Western Michigan when they had you know burn the boats. Hey, like, let's hey, let's uh, have them play the uh, the Big Twelve champion and they might win that game. Let's have them yeah. be in the Fiesta Bowl against Iowa State. I'm see, just throwing out thing, a hypothetical. Like, if I'm I'm throwing out a hypothetical if Notre Dame loses in a blowout because I don't think their win against Cincinnati make or not Cincinnati but against Clemson makes up for a blowout loss. At this point, how how does it because not? Though, like you beat number one minus one person, your court mm-hmm. like the line was healthy, the running backs who, were healthy. Who's the your most? Defense, who's the, they who's put the most? Imp- on the who's the most important player on the? In the, the country, who is the most important player on the? Yeah, but you're still acting like this is basketball, Lamoris and LeBron. Thank you. Goes to like, right. I'm, out there I un- and takes I have them. Playoffs. It's not the I same thing. It's not. JT, I have Notre Dame as the number two team right now. I understand that they are good. They, I understand that. They it's not about Cincinnati. – I'm saying I that one guy – That's saying, not. I'm not even talking J- about – I'm talking JT, about JT, one listen, guy doesn't listen, make that big of a difference. Listen to me. JT, listen to me. Listen to me. I, I understand – I understand that Notre Dame is better than Cincinnati. That's not what okay. I'm talking about right now. That's on, not what on, I'm arguing hold, right now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I understand that. I if I was in the committee, argument. this is funny. <laughs> if I was in the committee, right, and I just watched the team, that's like putting Alabama just plays Georgia in the SEC championship, right, or Florida for this year. And Florida at one point was undefeated. They beat them close game, but they got blown out. Would you want – what was the one complaint about that Alabama LSU uh, national championship way back when? They just played. We saw this already. 
I'm not saying that's not what the point I'm making that, with you. First of all, you're missing. I'm saying you can't discount that win that they had because there is ten other guys on the field besides Trevor Lawrence boom. that are legitimate ball players. I'm also okay. not putting not putting Notre Dame in is a mistake in that situation. I'm not saying that. I'm saying putting Cincinnati in over Notre Dame is a mistake. If you're going to put somebody in over Notre Dame, it should be A and M. Me outside of Florida. Florida. that team is better than Cincinnati. Outside of is better. Out in this situation, are you putting A and M in because they beat Florida? Because that would be their only win, and Florida at that point would be a two loss team. Because, but the thing is, we're thinking about this too analytically. Way committee works is. Who do we believe are the best four teams right now? I don't I don't think they really do that because if if that was the case, Notre Dame should have never made a, a single playoff. They were an undefeated team. They, nah, he now nah, so, hold so. on, JT. He's got, he's got you there. Wait, I'm gonna tell you why he's got you there. I'm gonna tell you why he's got you there. Because that year that they went, Notre Dame didn't play he they only played like two or three teams with Oh, with records over 500. Like, they played USC. Like, they were playing garbage-like teams and kind of tiptoed their way into being one of the top teams in the country and then got waxed. So, on his end, you can't have it both ways. Well, I'm not saying – I'm not saying that they now. were. I'm saying that that's how – they think that these are the top four teams in the country. That's I, a very I strongly – I strongly don't believe that they because if the they're going analytical, teams. they wouldn't have put Notre Dame in there. If they're going, I, I, and they I, think, I think the top they four put, teams, that's who they're putting in. I think they put in the top four deserving teams, but I, I strongly disagree that they put in the top four teams. Strongly, yeah, disagree. I'm gonna be real with they, you. Last year, okay, that's yeah. your opinion, but that's what this, it's a subjective vote. It's not an anal, it's not like the BCS where they've got all these formulas that they use. It's a different right. I should have stayed with the BCS and just took the top four teams from the BCS, and we wouldn't be having this argument right now. It'd be so much easier. But okay, so no, there's there's no way in hell that Cincinnati on in any way they can blow out Tulane by 140, and then Notre Dame can lose by 140. There's no way in hell that Cincinnati deserves to be in the playoff over Notre Dame. And I can't even believe I'm defending them because I can't stand the damn team. But there's no way in hell that Cincinnati deserves to be there. They beat the number one team in the country. Uh, they beat the number one defense in the country. I'm sorry. At the time, they beat the number one ranked defense in the country. Dropped 42 points on it. There's no excuse. No. I don't care. F for Trevor Lawrence. I don't care if he wasn't there or not. They beat the number one so defense. So, we'll move on to the NFL. Um... You know, nothing too, as far as wins and losses, nothing too surprising last week. So we won't necessarily get into that. Uh, what oh. we do is um, we're getting to the ne- end of the season. Um, and there's a concept, you guys know know this, it's called Black Monday. The, the first Monday after the last regular season game is when firings occur. So... What I want to ask you, we already have three coaches fired this year. What I want to ask you, I don't want to see hear who who you think should be fired, who you think it should it should be gone. I want to hear what y'all believe will happen. I want you to predict who's getting fired after this season is out. 
Um, you know, the most deserving person to um, get fired and everything, I don't think he's actually going to get fired. So I don't have an answer for you. So I think the I'm, entire that's me. Jets, Jets front office <laughs> should be dumped in uh, – What's what's in New York? What's the closest thing to New York? They should just throw it out into the Atlantic and uh, call it a day and just get rid of that entire front office, head coach, GM, everyone. Throw it in I don't think that's I don't think that's that's gonna happen. So I don't have an answer. Adam yeah. Gase for president. We've been telling y'all this. <laughs> Adam Gase for president. Even though he won't get fired, I don't care if he lost his QB or not. Mike McCarthy should not be an NFL head coach anymore. Yeah. God almighty, yeah. he should not be an NFL uh, coach. My pick, as, as that's, I don't agree with it. I just, just knowing the trend, um, the head coach for the Chargers, um, I think he's. Nah, he's not getting fired. He's not I, getting fired. I, I don't think he should. I think he, but, but he continually has not have winning. He has had a winning season, I think, three years now. Um, his team keeps finding a way to lose games this year. Um, and there's not, other than their quarterback, there's not a lot of signs and, and Bosa, not a lot of signs that this team is moving in the right direction. So though I think he needs another year, I don't know if he gets another year. I think he does. I think he might, they'll give him six games next year. If he's not four and two in the first six games next year, he's gone. But like when you you're talking about, I just see the circumstances. You have your starting QB, and he gets his lung punctured, and then you're going with a rookie. Who, in all honesty, don't get me wrong, Justin Herbert is that guy. He is. Yeah. But I think would have been a lot better off, and probably would have had a coming out party similar to Patrick Mahomes if he would have had a year to mature has then now been just thrust on the scene and now he has to perform and through all that like you're going to get rookie pains like in my opinion the greatest quarterback to ever play the game like Peyton Manning struggled as a rookie with you know subpar talent and only won three games his first year and then bounced back the next year and won 13 if they have that type of recovery he doesn't get fired and you'll be able to tell that in the first three games because Cincinnati I mean not Indianapolis that second year with Peyton won their first five and then lost game six. So if they go like five and one, you keep him. No, I, they, I I think he deserves to stay, but it's not about deserving to stay. I just think the way this, the league works, if anybody's going to get fired, it's going to be him this year. Does he get fired? Fire Mike McCarthy, fire Adam Gase. Yeah, that, no, they should be. Go, uh, this wasn't fire, fire, who should fire be fired. Everybody, who I think will NFC be fired. East. Let's fire everybody. Yeah, I, I was going to say Doug Peterson. Um, yeah, Doug he, Peterson. Should go. He's not going might, to. He though. might get fired because if you think about it, that team. He's. He, they haven't. They've. They haven't really done much since the Super Bowl. Since the Super Bowl, and you had. Mm-hmm. The number one quarterback prospect coming out of college, and you've—he's regressed since coming to you. I now I'll, I will give him this, like I will give him this. 
And it's the same argument that I make for Cam Newton. They literally don't have anyone to throw the ball. He has no, no one outside of outside of Zach Hurts. He has no one to throw the ball to. You're right. In my opinion. And when you're trying to win in the in the current NFL, five nine receivers are not, they're not the move anymore. I understand Jerry Rice was like five nine, five ten. I get that. Like, you know. You gotta have like these MK Metcalf. I'm talking about souped up steroid, you know, tight end looking yeah. dude yeah, he, in order to compete he in the he NFL. Has, he has developed a team around him. He's a no. Well, they they tried. Um, they tried to build a roster, but everybody got injured. But I guess my issue with uh, Peterson is how he handles Jalen Hurts more so than anything. You see that Carson Wentz. Justin Fields with him, honestly. Yeah. You see that Carson Wentz is going out there and playing trash like every game. And he refuses to play him. It's blind loyalty, yeah. Well, he's – Jalen Hurts comes in just about every game for a play or two, but they use him as like a wildcat um, option QB, and he gets no actual meaningful uh, snaps. And I think with with the way their season's going, I guess he's keeping Wentz in because they have a chance of winning um, the division. But I think they need to – yeah, I I think they need to pull a Miami and just let Jalen Hurts play because he's clearly the future of this team. Yeah. But they got too much money. Like, it's too much money tied up in Carson Wentz right now for them to do that. That's that's all that I believe that that is. Well, yeah, you can say that, but then look at this. This goes back a couple years, but the Seahawks, when they drafted Russell Wilson, they also signed Matt Flynn to a big deal. It was a, but my thing was that, and I remember what you're talking about. It was, it was like a five year, $60 million deal, though. Like it was big for that time, but it wasn't. So it's big. So Carson Wentz deal is big for this time. When, when somebody's clearly better, you move off of the who you have now, regardless of the money. Because either way, either way, that money's not – it's not going to change whether the guy's starting or he's sitting. This if, is true. He's garbage. I, I agree. My, my thing is yeah. I actually I, – I agree with you on that standpoint. I really do, 100%. My only gripe with it is that I know from a money standpoint like with ownership. Ownership makes that call. We both know that. Yes, if you're right. like yeah, if ownership so would have said Matt Flynn had to play, Russell Wilson would have not played if ownership said otherwise. So like now I think I really do feel like ownership is like, you know what? Nah, I put 114 million dollars into him. I'm going to get all that I can for my money. But then why did you okay drafting a a legitimate talent at quarterback in the second round? Because in my honest opinion, I don't think that they, at first, they wanted Jalen to be a quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I really do think, though, they were thinking about using him in other places on the field at first. Like and a like, type role. Exactly. Like a tape, like exactly like oh, that. When, when you don't have Sean Payton as your head coach you can't, and calling your plays, you can't do stuff like that, really. Bang. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, you can do that type of stuff. Because Jalen Hurts right now, Jalen Hurts right now in oh in New Orleans, that's box office. Oh, like yeah. that that would be box office. 
And the, the only reason why I say that it, it's going to take a different mind in Philadelphia in order for them to get better is because I don't think that he's going to be able to fully like use like the talent that Jalen Hurts has because I mean and I'm not I'm not trying to compare him to anybody but Jalen Hurts has inklings and he reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson about the size the mobility being able to get out of the pocket extend plays but look at the type of receivers that he's had physical version of Wilson yeah I'll give you that but look at the receivers that he had to have in order for him to be successful early yeah. on in his career. Like Golden Tate, as much as he's trash now, wasn't trash back then. Um, Golden Tate my, to him is you. You got to have him. He's got to be pissed off. Yes, he's got to play pissed off. You got to do something that ruffles his feathers, and he he puts a chip on his shoulder. And that was even in the beginning of his career. You know what I mean? He's got to so like, play pissed off in order to be successful. So. I feel like if you could surround him with better receivers and stuff, like you, you're going to look at it and be look at it from like three or four years from now and be like, "Dang, that's a pretty good team" because he's a really good quarterback. However, the same argument could be made for Carson Wentz if they could actually do make some trades and do some deals and actually get some taller, faster receivers. You know, like my, I swear to you, like if I was the well, GM, like my first three draft picks this year like the first three rounds would be receiver 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 and then go for everything else in free agency and yeah in free agency I really would that's me I I really don't think Carson Wentz is the person you want to build around no I'm not saying build around him I'm saying like like the thing about it is it's like with that with they're the same my thing is that they have the same intangibles at quarterback Carson Wentz and Russell, I mean, not Russell Wilson, but Jalen Hurts are both mobile quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts more mobile so than him. They like to be out of the pocket and make reads on the move. So you can get the same type of receivers. And if Carson Wentz is still trash at what he does, which we all think he will be, you seamlessly put in Jalen Hurts and fit it around his skill set. And I think you're good. That contract just, oh. Yeah, that contract is ugly. Yeah. Yeah, but Atlanta's in a similar situation with theirs. But Matt Ryan Ryan? isn't bad. Yeah, Matt Matt Ryan isn't like that bad. It's, it's, they were in the situation where if this was New England, they'd be moving off of Matt Ryan. Well, I've been calling for Matt Ryan to, to get moved for a while now. I think just the entire franchise needs a, a reset versus, you know, they need a reset anything Matt, anything that Matt Ryan did. I, I think the timelines are messed up at this point. Matt Ryan and Julio need to go to a contender. I, I, here was my thing. Trade deadline, Bear should have reached out. Right. Said, whatever you want, give us. Outside of Khalil Mack. Or just Matt Ryan. Because I, I, I think you put Matt Ryan on the Bears, that's a Super Bowl contender team. Yeah, but right. only if the defense stays intact, though. That's you know what I mean? Don't give up, like, don't obviously don't get rid of Khalil Mack or anything like that. But, like, I think but I'm sure. Ryan makes that team a legitimate contender. I think it's. You're not lying. I'll give you that. You got Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, two glorified backups. And I'm One sure. More. 
the Falcons would have taken some draft picks. Um, oh yeah, a couple of defensive players. And, you know, we we still need for cash too, just to cash so they could get money back for right for the contract because it's still going to be effect on their salary cap. Right, which I think is a stupid rule, but you know. Hey, what can you NFL. do? Though? It's the NFL. It was about the yeah. exact same. Like it's the NFL. What are you going to do? I know. What do we think about the Jags? Are they going to have a, a new head coach next season? Who Who cares? Who's the, Who's the, yeah. Who's the, Who's the, Who's the head coach now? I don't even know. That's what I'm saying. It's like no, no offense to no offense to Jacksonville, but oh, so Doug Marone's still there? Oh, I thought he got fired already. Then they're not going to be there next year. Another one in ten season going on right now. Hey, that is a beautiful one in ten season. Like they really, I don't, I don't understand how these coaches think. Like Leonard Fournette, I understand had a really hard time first coming into the league, but you let him go for absolutely nothing. Like literally, they like they 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 destroyed that team. In their pieces for no reason. And look who the GM is. Huh. Somebody in somebody well, that we that somebody in this chat absolutely loves. JT? What? Like who's the oh, uh Coughlin? Yes. I thought he, I think he was Coughlin. The, he, yeah, Coughlin, Coughlin uh, got fired. Two ago, yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, never yeah. mind. Never mind. They actually did something positive then. Yeah. Now it was stupid to let him go in New York, but that's another another conversation for another day. But you know. All right. Well, I think. Uh, go go ahead, Lamar. Give me your, your final thought on that. All right. I was just going to say I think the Jaguars are going to be okay. I think they keep the head coach for another year or two until their rebuild really gets moving. Then they bring in the right. They've been um, in a rebuild for like ten years now. What do you? What do you well, think? but but Coughlin was there. You gotta give give the GM time. The, oh, okay. well, they haven't they haven't hired a full time GM, which is crazy. He wasn't a GM but, though. He was he was the VP of player personnel. Whatever he was. Yeah. So he, he was running. Yeah, he was running the franchise though, and that's um, from my understanding of the situation. That's why a lot of the players wanted to go is because of the way Coughlin was handling uh the team they just didn't like him yeah it's it was the like the his old school mentality and like uh, very we, we're all coaches and we know that this like the way that we have to coach now is not the way that we could coach like back then like uh, well, i i don't you, you jt you know oh like, no, no, we, we got yelled screamed out cussed out huh yeah screamed cussed out you got to do things this way that way i mean you even make your when you were in school last year, Solomon. Did you make your players wear shirt and tie on game day? Uh, hell, you couldn't. Like, cause our admit. Shoot, let me, let me phrase this the right way, just in case somebody hears this. Our administration said that that would be too indicative on those students because it would, as the day went on, it wouldn't look nice. And my brain just melted because me personally, my personal opinion. Yeah. There's nothing smoother than a young man in a shirt and tie. And if they can't do wear it the right way, then they don't play. Like, it's just that simple. 
But no, we cater to the kids nowadays because of their mentality. And now we have to make them wear polos and khakis instead of requiring them to know how to tie a tie and iron a button-up shirt, have it tucked in, and go to school. That I just that that's my spot there. there. I can't. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> let's get to uh, college basketball. I guess we'll go back to some college basketball a little bit. Um, I want to yes, switch thoughts, uh, projections on where the season's going to go. Um, if this season will actually be a successful season. Yeah. Me what, personally. I, yeah, tell me what you think. Speaking on from somebody who, like, like I said, I, I love it. I eat college basketball up more so than the NBA. Um, they, I believe that the season is going to be fine. Um, it's going to take a lot of teams doing the right things in which, you know, I believe that they'll punish the teams that don't do the right thing and they'll allow teams that do do the right thing to continue to play. Um, a lot of this year is going to come down basketball wise. It's going to come down to, I believe it's going to be experience and preparation. And the reason why I say that, because there is no clear cut, super talented team out there this year. Like there isn't one. The highest recruiting class this year obviously went to Kentucky. And you can see how, like, with no preparation and not being able to practice, like, those freshmen are not clicking the way that you they expect them to. The format is not a successful concept. Not a smooth concept. I, I'll argue with you on that one because I think one and done is successful. But the only way you can have one and done is if you get five really good, talented guys and you have an extended amount of time to get them to buy into your system. The thing with COVID right now is that you have not had a chance to get them to buy into it because you haven't had a full chance to practice yet. Like I was listening to a podcast that Calipari does every Tuesday uh, of each week. He didn't actually start full-blown practicing, like, you know, or conditioning until three weeks before the season started. Like, think about that. Like, three weeks before the season started. So now you get to see why these guys are losing the teams like Richmond that have juniors and seniors on their team because these guys have been together longer instead of just having a dynamite product who are the kids. They're literally better than those other kids, but these kids know each other. They have a feel for each other. They've already bought into the system. So I think that with COVID, COVID is going to be the great equalizer to the one-and-done format where you're going to see even more powerhouses fall to teams that have camaraderie, which I'm holding my breath on this, and I'm not saying this just because I'm a fan of them, but that's why I truly think that a team like Duke has a really good chance of doing something special this year because look at Duke's team. You got Goldwire, who's a junior. You have the only person that has that plays consecutive minutes that is a freshman comes off the bench now. So you have a bunch of guys that have been there, and I think this is Coach K's comfort zone. Okay, he like think about the last the last national title that we won. It was Nolan Smith and those guys going up against Butler, and those guys have been John Schaefer that been there for three and four years. I'm talking about consistently. I really do think that COVID is going to be the great equalizer and you're going to see a lot of mid-major or blue blood teams that have a good core of kids that have been there are going to be the ones that are going to be successful this year. And then even scarier, and I know people are going to disagree with me when I say this, 
like ACC wise, I think, like I said, Duke has the best chance when you go to the SEC and people don't think that I'm crazy. Kentucky's not going to make it out of the second round of, AC, of the SEC title game, of the SEC tournament. And I think that you have Auburn edged out there. If you go to the Pac-12, USC is returning a lot of kids. And even though that they've been iffy, I think USC has a real good chance. In the Big Ten, Michigan State is going to be the team to beat. Right after that, you have Michigan. But I'm telling you, I can't wait for March Madness this year. It's going to be impeccable. What you guys got? Go ahead, Lamorse. Now, you know, I don't watch as much college basketball. Um, I'm an NBA person. But I think, like I said, I guess before the start of college football, if there's any year to have just, like, wild stuff go on, these Cinderella teams making it to, like, the Sweet 16 or possibly Final Four, um, I think this is the year. I kind of agree with Solo. The teams where they have established um, – upperclassmen on the roster who have played before they're going to have an advantage um to a lot of the teams that are filled with freshmen um it's i think also a lot of the talent this year is kind of spread out away from the typical uh kentucky dukes north carolinas of the world um and i'm not totally in tune with all the top prospects but I'm, I'm almost certain um the top at least the top five none of these are going to be from a traditional blue blood I know Kate Cunningham um will probably be the top pick but he's at Oklahoma State um and you have a couple of players who are in the G League that are going to be top players so you're missing out on the top talents headed to yep, yep, yep. Um, your traditional schools. So anything can really happen this year, in my opinion. Uh, I like my dark horse this year. Uh, I think Gonzaga's favorite, but I like Tennessee this year. Don't know why, Ooh. but um, yeah. I, I kind of like Tennessee. Um, nice keep that in mind. But we'll see what happens. Okay. Another dark horse for everybody, and everybody's going to think that I'm crazy just because I had the opportunity to coach the kid. But I'm telling you, Murray State will make it to the Elite Eight this year. They will make it to the Elite Eight. Tevin Brown, NBA, rec- I mean, NBA hopeful. I really think that he'll be a lottery pick next year. Has just passed the 1,000-point mark in his career on only 68 games. He's also top in the OVC. Uh, He's in the top 10 for rebounds and assists already. So watch out for Murray State. If they make the tournament, they are a dark horse. They have a real good core. Tevin is leading them. He's playing that combo guard position where he's actually leading the team in points, rebounds, and assists thus far. Well, not points, excuse me, because of somebody else's thing. But he's leading the team in rebounds and assists thus far. I'm telling you, that is a mid-major that I would watch out for that actually has a chance to scare a lot of people. Yeah, um, 
So I definitely agree on the, the concept of the more experienced teams, the more mature teams being successful this season over the younger teams. But I think part of that's due to COVID itself is because these younger guys, they feel like they're going to go to the league next year anyways. It's already a foregone conclusion. So whatever happens this year is fine. Meanwhile, the older guys, they're still trying to get into they, – they haven't – nothing's guaranteed for them. And so they're not going to do anything that's going to prevent them or one of their teammates not going to the play, going to the league uh, on top of that. And they're just going to take it more seriously. These guys, they're, they're going to do what they're supposed to do so they don't miss games. Now, with all that being said, I think the best way to do this season was to not have a true set schedule is have a bunch of bubble tournaments. Um, you know, you go bubble tournament for a week, go back to school for a week, go to a bubble tournament for a week, go back to school for a week and keep doing and do that and have five, six tournaments, you know, maybe seven, eight tournaments before the season's out. And then that's how you go forward. And, you know, you, it keeps things controlled and contained. And, uh, you know, I think it would definitely allow us to have what feels like a, a normal season. At the end of the day, that's literally, that's all we're asking for is yeah. just to have a chance to like watch sports because I, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know what life would be like if we don't have it. Like we all got a chance time with your wife. What happened? You'd have to spend more time with your wife. Not really, because like they still have to work. Us, on the other hand, we'll be quarantined inside the house. So it's like you're you're just sitting there and like, so you know, my wife's still doing therapy from home. See, yeah, like no, we they got to go to to the hospital. So it's like for me, it's just like you know. Remember when we were on quarantine at first, and there was like nothing to do for the for like the first two weeks. You're like, okay, bet I get an extended vacation, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just became like, oh my god! Like, See, at least you were in a is... house. I was in an apartment during that process. Sheesh! I, all I know is that I like it got to the point where like legit I would wake up, let the dogs go out, and I would pop a brewski, and I would sit there and watch my dogs play on the backyard. Like I literally turned into like a fifty-year-old middle-aged man, like in the span of three weeks. I don't want that to happen again. <laughs> we need sports. Yeah, yeah, we do. That's for sure. Um, with that, we'll move on to the petty moment of the week. Oh, I actually have one this week. I think we all have one this week for talking about Texas. Say the Texas college football playoffs. Uh, no, I, I know about that one. Y'all can one of y'all can have that one. I have my own petty moment. Oh wow. So some oh, my own petty moment. You mean that you were being petty? Oh no, 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 no. Me, no, never. I'm never petty. <laughs> um I'm a genuine Christian, good man, 24-7, 365. 0.25, if you count leap years, I'm a good person. Never pity. I would just like, for my pity moment, I would like to give a shout-out to the great Nick Saban for his pregame interview yesterday. When he was asked the question of how do you think that you will take on LSU, he went on into some nuances, you know, talking about how he was going to control the game and blah, blah, blah. But his very last statement, 
And when he they said, and LSU really has a lot of confidence about thinking that they can beat Alabama because we beat Alabama. They beat Alabama last year. So I guess we're going to have to change the way that they feel about us and make them realize that they can't play with us either. And when you say that, and then you go out and you route set team 55 to 17, Nick Saban is a petty God, and he's, he, he's got a spot in my heart for doing that for all times. I'm sorry. LSU, for that crap that they pulled last year, going to the recruits, telling them don't sign here, don't sign here, and said roll, roll tired, fuck that, like all that in the locker room. Uh-huh. I, I just want to know what, where's the locker room celebration now? Ed, what happened? I just want to know. Go Tigers. It's with his ex- Three and six. That's where the celebration is. <laughs> hey, I mean, he is sleeping with students now, so I mean, it's, it's all good. At least he's winning somewhere. Hey. You got anything, Lem, or should I go? You could go ahead and go. I'm trying to find right. mine. So, for those of you that don't know, um, an incredible moment happened earlier this week in the Texas high school football playoffs. Uh, as you know, most of you should know, Texas high school football is above church in the state of Texas. It is more than a religion to them. Uh, it definitely comes first for everything else. Uh, and a player got ejected from a game and chose to tackle the referee to the ground. Yes, that is petty. Yes, that's ridiculous. But I'm not talking about that moment. I'm talking about the comments on Twitter of the video. Some people said, oh, that ref was cheating. He deserved to get hit. And then somebody had the audacity to take a shot and say, well, we don't know both sides of the story. We should see the whole thing. Uh, so, but like, it was just ridiculous, these, these, these comments. Somebody's like, oh, uh, he's going to get brought up on charges, which he actually is getting brought up on charges. And for assault, which is, I think, is a little bit, like, don't get me wrong. Should he have hit the ref? Like, no, he shouldn't no. hit the ref. But like, My issue's charges. not with the player. My issue's not with the player in the situation. Because um, we we were uh, young high school boys at points in our lives. Um, we might have wanted to do something like that in that situation. Um, Correct. Where's your head coach? Where's where's your position coach in this situation? Where? Because <laughs> you know what? If, if I got a player getting thrown out of the game, even if it's not someone that I directly coach, I'm looking at that player, seeing what – going to console them, support. Why is nobody near this player when he's getting – what to, to stop this? Like, so I'm going to be standing right well, to him when the situation arises. Well, there was a coach there. Well, there's like three coaches there. And from the sideline, this player takes off. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. But, like, how are you not looking at this athlete at this point in time? Like, you should be walking up to the – as he's getting – thrown out of the game, walking up to him, putting his arm around him, saying, hey, it's okay, we'll take care of it. 
you know, we'll, we're, we're going to, we're going to figure this out. Don't worry about it. You're going to be playing next week. No problem. That I didn't see that. And I, that's, that's an indictment on the coaching staff. Um, not on the player per se, but that that's just my two cents about it. Uh, Morris, what you got? Um, before I get into, well, I guess I'll say this later. My petty moment of the week uh, comes from JJ Redick. JJ Redick, a 15-year NBA vet, gets reunited with Stan Van Gundy um, in New Orleans, and he had an interesting take uh, about if he was excited to play for Stan Van Gundy again. And basically he was saying that how did he end up with this um, crap in year 15? He's got to go do this crap all over again with Stan, go to his training camps. And uh, Stan Van Gundy is uh, notorious for having absolutely terrible training camps where he uh, treats the players like, I guess, college players or, or high schoolers and makes them run to death, essentially. Uh, so J.J. Redick isn't the most thrilled, but the fact that he said this on camera during a Pelicans uh, interview was uh, pretty ironic. Uh, but shout out to J.J. for being honest and open. Honest. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll move on to final thoughts. Uh, before we get out of here. Okay. Um, Auburn High School, what are you doing? Oh, you you wow. were in the state championship wow. game, and you wow. were winning too far. with like two minutes left. It wasn't two and this minutes. Was your... it, was 30, it was 30 It was thirty seconds. 30 seconds. Well, I'm, I'm just going from that last drive or two. But you're winning. And all you have to do is run the ball and get a first down. And I understand that you were trying to kneel and take time off the clock, but you didn't have that much, uh, or you didn't have enough in you to take out the full clock. So get your first down, and then you can start your victory nils. Because you, you lined up in victory formation before you sealed it in. And now look at you. Uh, you gave up, uh, what was it, a block punt? return for a touchdown, had an onside kick recovered that you lined up with three men on the receiving side versus six, I think, that the kicking team had. So you missed the onside kick. And then you let them drive down with uh, some bad pass interference calls and kick a game-winning field goal, and now you lost. But it's not the first time Auburn lost this year inside of Brian Denny, so... Wow. Okay, that's extremely petty. They're used to it. I mean, I don't have I don't have a, a what's his name? A dog in the fight. I just know that like people here went nuts when that happened. Cause we were you're talking about I watched it like live. I was like, okay, all they gotta do is just kneel and like I mean all they gotta do is run the ball and everything's fine. When the field goal got blocked, I was like, okay. Everybody knows that the onside kick is coming. As long as they stop it, they'll be fine. Onside kick gets recovered. I was like, oh, crap. They still got to go 60 yards. I mean, they still got to go 30 yards in order to, you know, at least get a decent field goal. Oh, crap. Pass interference, pass interference. 
15 out route, bang, 45 yard field goal. He's not going to hit the 45 yard field. Oh crap. They really just lost the state title game in 31 seconds. How in the hell does that happen? <laughs> How does that happen? That is that's crazy. Y'all would have to come find me. I would go jump off a bridge. You wouldn't be able to find I I I just I go, I go somewhere. I, I'm like, don't call me, don't talk to me, don't try to console me. I'm getting on a plane to a random destination and I'm staying in that said destination for two months. Okay. And what's your final thought then, Solo? My final thought is this. Okay. Christmas season is about to come upon us, guys. Okay. Here we go. Remember, remember, Christmas ain't all about the gifts. Okay. It's about the people. With that being said, here it is. That being, that being said, don't be cheap when you're going to get Christmas presents. Okay. Don't, don't, don't be cheap. I, I am one to talk. Yo, because your Christmas present is a direct correlation to what that person means to you. And I stand by that. Wow. Meaning, I guess that don't mean that much to you. Hey, hey, JT, when's, when's the last time you got a Christmas present from Solo? <laughs> that time, hold on, time out. When that time, y'all MFs was been gave we me gave you one last present. year when we came to visit you. Okay, I'll give you that. But that's only because you were coming to visit me. I don't think you would have got me one had you not come. How do you know that? Me. I don't, and we never we got y'all a nice set of matching Alabama tumblers. Well, that, that I appreciate it. something Alabama related. Okay. Okay. Here's what I'm saying. Here's all I'm saying. All close. Here's all I'm trying to say is that this year, the new year, 2020, has been hard enough. Don't y'all screw up Jesus's birthday. Don't do that. Don't do it. This is the one thing, the one thing I refuse to let 2020 screw up. You can screw up my basketball season. You can screw up football. You can screw up my job because, you know, I, I thought I was going to be able to work from home and then go up from sports and have a good old time. But no, got to go into work every day, yell at kids about masks. But y'all better not screw up Jesus's birthday for love, no money. Don't y'all mess up Jesus's birthday. That's all I ask. That's it. And to all the guys who aren't married, but you're still in relationships, it's a holiday season. Break up with your girls. Save you some money. You know, you don't want to buy her a Christmas present or, or a Valentine. It's or Valentine. <laughs> yeah. COVID season, not cuffing season. COVID. So uh, stay at home. It's funny how Don't. the person that says that is the only person that is debating on whether to actually do that or not. I wish she listened <laughs> to this podcast because if she does make it here, here's a little treat. Um, He wants to break up with you. He's been wanting to break up with you. He just hasn't done it yet. <laughs> oh, she, she fully knows. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, bomb. Whoa! <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. Morris is not a nice person. Save your money. Spend it on somebody um, that you love more, like yourself. You know, buy you a PlayStation 5, because she surely didn't. You can get one. 
Right. <laughs> Yo, y'all gonna be mad. I finally got my hands on one. Wow. Wow. And you didn't say anything? <laughs> Hold up. I was gonna let it be a surprise. I finally surprise got my who? hands on one. What does it <laughs> what is that? JT, I have JT, I have this Xbox Series X. If you can get it online and sell it for a thousand dollars, um I'll let you split the profits and we'll both have PlayStation 5s. I, I could, in I, all honesty, in all honesty, now I'm about to make it a business. If I can get my hands on another one, if I get my hands on another one, I'm going to sell it for a thousand bucks. I'm yeah. going to sell it. I couldn't believe when I got my hands on one of them. I was like, yes. Like Michael Jordan fist, like, let's go. I, I got other things to worry about than buying a, a new console. I don't I don't have money. Oh, boo freaking who. He has nothing to worry about. You got I regular have, life shit like the rest of us. Buy an Xbox. $5,000 worth of tree work in my backyard that has to be done because of the hurricane that came through. $5,000. You know what that sounds like, Lamores? You know what that sounds like? Sounds like somebody need to go out there Grow a pair of nuts, get a chainsaw. Those trees down your I tried that. I did as much as I could do. You like he need to be out there. Hey, the man that doesn't trust me with power tools says I should go get a chainsaw. Yeah, I, I, if I were your wife, I wouldn't trust you with a power tool either. Yeah. We've seen how coordinated you are. It's not much. The hell are you gonna do with a chainsaw? Kill yourself? I actually Lose have the to use the chainsaw. I just used it like two weeks ago. I call Cap. I, I call I call Bull. You call Brian. Call he Bull. was there when I was using it. But Brian was probably operating the chainsaw while JT was watching. That's a lie. That's get, a get, get Brian on the phone. Call Brian on the phone right now. Call Brian on the phone. He's getting out of church right now. I'm not going to call him right after he got out of church. See that look. Oh, see Brian, you, can ask Brian, you can call Brian and ask him and say, hey, did JT actually use a chainsaw? To JT. what degree? Yeah, right. Exactly. What, what, degree what did you, did you, what did you cut? Like, are we talking about like cranking it up, putting it through the wood? Or I are we talking about like wood. cranking yes. it up? I, I cut up, I, yes, I cut up a full tree worth of wood. One tree. One tree. That was like I've been. I've seen your backyard. That's a lot of trees. JT, How that's what you need there? to do. You should cut the wood. It's winter time, and then you sell it for profit. That way, you don't have to actually, you know, pay for your PS Five. You could just take the the money that you made from the wood and put it towards your PS Five. Or, or you can put it in your fireplace. Make a child in front of the fireplace, and then name the child Sally. After the hurricane. Oh, wait, no. Zeta came and beat y'all up. Name your yeah. kid Zeta. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Zeta Tassatine. <laughs> I'm sorry. That should not be funny, but it really, it really is. Anyway. Anyways, I'll move on to my final thoughts and we'll finally end. You know, I'm sorry to our one viewer for that last five minutes. That I, I know that was... Disappointing for you. We apologize for JT not being able to use a chainsaw. 
Continue with your final thoughts. I was using continue, the chainsaw. Continue I don't know with what your final thoughts. Your final thoughts, sir. Colt McCoy, go have fun. You're not. You're not going to do anything. For those that don't know, Colt McCoy is starting for Daniel over Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones has an hamstring injury, and they're playing the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Just grip it and rip it, bro. See what happens. <laughs> what you got? When Brody wins, when he wins the game, when he wins the game, don't say anything. I'm telling him to grip it and rip it and uh, see what happens. Uh, I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is Trace McSorley came into the game <laughs> against the Steelers and he drove them downfield and put up a touchdown. If Trace McSorley can do it, so then Colt McCoy. <laughs> okay. With that, we'll get out of here. Have a good weekend. Have a good week. Stay safe. Don't listen to anything Solomon says. Just because JT can't use a pot, I mean, a chainsaw. It's okay. It's okay. All right. MK. Why you have to die? Bro, it was two real people, and you did nothing to help me out, like, at all. I, I didn't hear any shots. <laughs> Just pick up my AR and my pistol for me. I got the pistol. What AR did you want? Oh, snap. Just get the, uh... I got people. It's good. Don't worry about it. I'll just take the pistol. Find some good stuff. Alright, let me find a way to put these headphones to connect them. Where's Bluetooth on the Mac? There it is.